Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It is Friday, March 26th, and you're tuning in Two and a Half Hoopers, Luke Ridenour's favorite basketball podcast. <laughs> we got a good show for you guys. This is the Trade Deadline Recap Show. I got Josh Rose with me. What's up, guys? And George Martin. Hello, hello. All right, so uh, like I said, Trade, trade Deadline Recap Show, uh, we're going to cover the Orlando Magic fire sale, uh, the Nuggets winning the Aaron Gorin sweepstakes, uh, Kyle Lowry staying in Toronto for some reason, and <laughs> so, so much more. Very, very busy Trade Deadline. Uh, remember, if you like what you hear, make sure to check out all our socials, instant Twitter, all at TH Hoopers, the usual. Uh, if you drop a comment anywhere, we'll shout you out for getting support. Shout out Frankie, the ace last post. <laughs> all right, let's get right into this, though, because we have a lot to cover. A lot to cover. We'll start with the Magic. Um they trade everyone they're rumored to, uh, most notably Nikola Vucevic, absolute monster, two-time all-star, uh, to, to the Chicago Bulls. So here's the deal. Uh, Magic trade Vucevic and Al Aminu to the Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two top four protected first-rounders. Open floor here. Uh, biggest trade of the day. Uh, I'll start with you, George. Yeah, I mean, the one thing we've been kind of clamoring about the Bulls is our hatred for Wendell Carter and the fact that they really don't have a real true center on their team. And this one surprised me. I didn't think they were looking to be that aggressive at the deadline. And it's a relatively good deal for them. Only two firsts. So it doesn't, you know, it's not like they're th- uh, throwing away their future or anything. And now they have a solid core of Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Zach Levine, and Vucevic. And honestly, now they're even have a better shot of, you know, getting to the sixth seed and not a plan at all, which we had him being a play in the whole year. I'm not sure what his contract situation is. I don't know when he's a free agent, but I think he has two years left and that, then a player. That still both uh, well. It's, a, it's very manageable contract too. It's it, very it's, very. It's good team friendly, and yeah, it's going to help Levine out a lot. They have a true big and who can shoot and stretch the floor alongside Markinen too. It's it, it's a good it's a really good deal for him. I'm happy for him. I didn't see that coming, but it was good. I did not see. I thought he would be the one to stay because because he it didn't feel like you'd get true value for him. Yeah, and I guess we were correct because I don't think it's very fair, very fair value for Nikola Vucevic. But uh, Josh, uh, what'd you get from this one? Um, Orlando is full tanking, and they're doing a pretty good job. In, and we'll get into it later, but they're really banking on their guys that are kind of hurt right now to be the new upcoming core. Uh, this also for Chicago shows their trust in Patrick Williams. They got rid of Otto Porter, who's kind of been their placeholder for a few years. And I guess they like what they've seen with their draft pick and they're kind of just fully embracing it. My only concern, because this looks good on paper, but Vucevic and Levine are both so ball dominant because they've been in like that situation where they've had to be the guy constantly. Levine's kind of gotten out of it just because his playmaking ability has improved, but Vucevic has just been has to put the ball in the basket because nobody else can. So that might be a little bit of a struggle. That might hurt them a little bit at the beginning. But overall, this is a very good move for the long term for Chicago. This is they they might be the big yeah. winners here. So so if, I have I have Shytown locking up at least the top six seed. Um, I think they'll bump the Hawks out. Um, just because Hawks still batting injuries on defense. Uh, but as far as this, I don't think we'll have a problem with that just because Vucevic is killer in the pick and roll and shoots 40% off the pick and pops from three. Yeah, He's nice with that. And I, I don't know how good Zach Levine is as a ball handler on the pick and roll. They mm-hmm. also got like Tomas Sadoransky coming off the bench. Who I know I know he knows how to run a pick and roll. He's 6'1 and white, so obviously he can. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think they'll get a lot of minutes together too. And I think it's just good. It bodes well. They're trying to win now with Zach Levine in his prime. Yeah. The guy's averaging 30. Yeah. They also got a very, very underrated piece in Aminu, who is a terrific 
big man defender. Very yeah, he, he can obviously fill that Otto Porter Jr. role on defense for sure. On offense, yeah. he'll kick a few threes here and there. But um, yeah, yeah, I really like this trade uh, for them. the The defense, I don't know how that'll be. Now they got now they got Laurie. But Martin the thing, in, the thing is, Vucevic. they don't. They didn't never really had good defense to begin with. It was Laurie exactly. Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. So it's not like a. They're just gaining more offense, in my opinion. I don't think they got any worse on defense. They might have gotten better because I think Aminu is undervalued at the big man uh, defending position. Uh, George, we always check on you to check the pulse of Twitter uh, from Bulls fans, and not just Costa. Did they? Which did Bulls fans like more, Wendell Carter Jr. or Larry Markkinen, uh, as far as keeping on the squad? Definitely Markkinen. They definitely have a lot more uh, faith in him. I think they liked his potential more. Wendell Carter, just undersized center, and, you know, when he was in, he wasn't producing in his role that they wanted. And I don't – I'm not really sure how many people wanted Vucevic, but I know they wanted to change at center. And I think for what was on the market and what they got, it's per, it's perfect for what they wanted. Yeah, and also I think one last thing to add here. I, I think the reason uh, Thaddeus Young works so well is because he's a passing big man. Busevich is just like that. He's he's very good for he's a very good passing big man. He's probably top five. Uh, we know Jokic is first there, but I mean he gets probably slide in top three anyways. Uh, he's very fundamentally sound. So uh, and then he they they Bulls get crushed by good centers. You know the Embiid's, Jokic's, the Go Bears. Uh, he Vuce is not going to stop those the guys. Go Bears. Don't say the Go Bears. <laughs> he I'll killed them. Vucevic. He killed them last I'll, time. They I'll take Vucevic over Go Bear. Well, he's not going to stop Gobert on defense, but he'll get you a little bit back on offense. Which Nobody's really going to stop. Everybody stops Gobert on offense. You need to give him a little respect. Two, three nights ago, 24 and 28. Like, you got to give him a little bit of respect. <laughs> Against the Warriors. That was the game he got smoked in drop he lost, coverage. But he's, he, he, give a little. <laughs> they lost. It's, it's not even a Rudy Gobert podcast. There's, we're not, we shouldn't mention him once. <laughs> move on. I hate him so much. <laughs> keep going, I'll move keep on. Going. Next up, they shipped Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. Kind of out of nowhere. Um, we we talked for six podcasts about Danny Ainge and how he's going to get Aaron Gordon. Uh, he didn't get Aaron Gordon. Almost Ainge once again. But we're going to start with Aaron Gordon here. So like I said, to the Nuggets for Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a first. Leave unprotected. Um, so fair vo- value for Aaron Gordon, or did the Magic kind of get fleeced in this deal specifically, uh, Josh? Um, well, I just want to say that thank goodness the Celtics didn't trade for Aaron Gordon because I don't like that fit at all. George is giving me the weird look, but he's six six man. They don't need another forward. We're gonna get to this later though. We'll get to this later. <laughs> six five. I got I got something for you later, but keep going. We're talking all about right, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Moving on, we were talking about Aaron Gordon. Um, this is this is kind of a lot to give up for Aaron Gordon. It'll be kind of interesting to see where they fit him. Uh, I personally, it's just because I think I have such high stock in RJ Hampton. I'm going to throw a hot take out there. I think that if they develop him properly, he'll start over Marco Fultz eventually. Uh, that's and your, that's and your man crush. Cole. <laughs> my man crush. And Shoot, his name's Cole. What's I don't watch magic. Cole Anthony. Cole, Cole Anthony yeah. will probably be the odd man out. Uh, Josh hopes but, he's out of the league by then. But I mean, the Nuggets, the, the Nuggets got a player that they kind of need. They need the athleticism because Paul Millsap looks bad <laughs> when when he jumps. It looks like he's going to come down. And his knees are going to crumble. So I think this is a very good replacement. I think Nikola Jokic works wonders with this. There's going to be a lot of backdoor cuts and Jokic <laughs> rocking the perimeter. This is a phenomenal move for Denver. Uh, I yeah I I think it's a little much. Uh, we'll see what Orlando does because they got another pick and they got another raw prospect. Pause. But 
I think it's a I think it's a good move for both both teams. I think Denver are yeah, I think Denver gave up a little much, but we'll have to see how well it works for them. I don't think Denver necessarily overpaid, but Orlando, there, w- there was an offer out there supposedly from the Celtics that there was two first and smart on the table. But for – I would have taken that if I'm the Orlando pod- Magic for pod- Holy for, moly. For podcast- goodness that didn't happen. For podcast's sake, we're going to say that that wasn't true and on the table. The only thing like we're Josh factual, said – facts only here on the – Like, like Josh said, the RJ Hampton thing, yeah, if he pans out, maybe you can look at it as like, ah, oh, that trade – might not have been as good as we thought, but the need of Aaron Gordon, I think is perfect. They can slide him in at the four. He can switch on defense. Like Josh said, when they double team Jokic, he's just going to cut back door and Jokic is going to throw have some. you seen no-look. uncle drew? <laughs> he almost beat an all, all squad of old men. He He's going to. Yeah. And when they lost Jeremy Grant, they had this big defensive. This void. is a Jeremy Grant replacement. 100%. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a complete replacement because Jeremy Grant was a better wing defender, but Aaron Gordon is a good defender, so it helps a lot to fill that void. So I liked it a lot. I, I did not see them making that move either. I thought he was Boston bound. And honestly, I think Denver probably gets to a top four seed now because of injuries higher than them. Yeah, I think the the Magic made out – I mean, I think the Nuggets made out like bandits on this one. Uh, they trade a first-rounder, probably late, uh rj hampton who you're big on but i mean he we could yeah. i mean who, who really out. knows what he, yeah he, who really knows and gary harris was giving them nothing probably no games even played so i mean He's just been he, hurt he year, wasn't yeah. he wasn't playing very well and then they get aaron gordon aaron gordon's 25 guys 25 <laughs> wow like he, nuggets are very young this could They're... rejuvenate like whatever he because he, he could he was given the magic 20 like here and there like he, he was a very versatile scorer the defense is going to, yeah, in order to fully replace Jeremy Grant, they got to get his defense up. But, I mean, he'll have to do less on offense. Maybe he can he can commit there. But, I mean, I – I mean, the I Magic really, had him running point at yeah, some point this season. Like he, so, he's going to get a big layoff on that end. Yeah, I, I mean, a starting line – their front court is Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic. That, that's versatile. That's, that's a – wow, that's a, that's a and they, phenomenal And, and I scoring. think they're committing to Will Barton at the starting two guard now. As long uh, as he's healthy, yes. Which, which he's been working. He's been – every time I cover the recap, he's got 21 points. So, I mean, he, he's playing really well for them. He also digs it on defense. <laughs> and then Jamal Murray, who I have a love-hate relationship with. Uh, so, so, But I'm very high on the Nuggets. I already had them leaping in the standings, getting a top three seed to finish the season off, and I stand by that after this. Uh, good trade for the Nuggets. And uh, then uh, kind of wrapping up the Magics, uh, they traded Evan Fournier. Don't Google Fournier uh, to the Celtics for two first round. I mean, two second rounders. Uh, George, I'll start with you. Danny Ainge finally make a good deal here. I'm going to give round of applause to Danny Ainge. I give only, Danny Ainge only two seconds. He's having 20 points. For, only two, two seconds. Second I mean, hey, like, did they necessarily need a guard? Not really. I thought a big was more priority. But when you get Evan Fournier for two seconds, you literally can't be mad at that. That's that's an A. He's going to help more with their scoring, especially late time. I hope I don't see any more Marcus Smart jab step isos while J- <laughs> while Jason Tatum standing in the corner. Like, what am I doing here? So, yeah, it'll help with their offense. Defensively, I honestly don't know how good a Fournier is defensively, but I don't think he's like a turnstile. So, he's not good. <laughs> he's, he's not good on defense. I don't think – I mean – you might you might be able to hunt him, but who knows? But I, I like the move. I just wish they went after a big, but it, it's gonna there's help still, them offensively. There's still the buyout market. Maybe they maybe they would get drumming. 
But uh, Josh, as the resident Danny Ainge uh, president fan club, uh, that didn't make any sense. But you get the gist of what I said. Uh, what do you give this great? What do you give this uh, this trade here? George begging and pleading for a big man. Evan Fournier <laughs> and Aaron Gordon are one inch apart, but six five and six six. Congrats. Um, I like George said, it's very hard to not give this a good grade. Two seconds for a twenty point or capable twenty point score He's a bucket. is phenomenal. I don't think George completely understands how the Boston Celtics work. He keeps saying, oh, Marcus Smart jab step in the corner while Jason Tatum's sitting on the bench. They need like a playmaker. Kemba Walker's supposed to run that offense and Jason Tatum's supposed to get looks. He doesn't. And they just keep taking turns isolating. That's not an issue that you can really bring in. I'm more glad that Boston kept their core. Uh, they didn't like throw Marcus Smart out there just because he was like struggling. They didn't throw Kemba, even though I was kind of pushing for it. They didn't throw Kemba Walker out for nothing. So I think this is good. They need bodies because uh, yeah. Brad Stevens has a fear of uh, running anybody that's not <laughs> the core four and Daniel Tice. So <laughs> I mean, I will. We'll have to see what he does. I think he can. He'll probably fit in as like the guy that either like starts kind of like a microwave at the beginning, kind of like the J.R. Smith that starts. Cause I don't think he's going to finish games just because I think they have a set. I think he's finish the literally going to do what Terrence Ross did in Orlando for yeah. the Boston Celtics. I think, yeah. yeah. Which is smart. Awesome. They need smart in there uh, for defensive purposes in the starting lineup, but they're, all, they're always missing some players. So they need that depth. Like you're talking about. So yeah, will come in there and do it. Um, yeah. I can't knock two second rounders for a 20 point per game score. I really like Evan Fournier. I liked him for a while just because I played with him in 2K in 2K14. Just, he's actually gotten good now. Like, he's actually a bucket in real life, so that's fun. But I don't see – I can kind of see the need for it as far as just, like, needing bodies and stuff. But, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't attack the big man front. Uh, but Just wait. Andre Drummond's going to wear Celtic green in about a month. So, so since this is a Magic-themed podcast, uh, I'll just name you guys what they gave up, what they got in return, and you give me just an overall grade for their deadline, all right? Okay. So uh, you're pretty familiar. We just went through all of them. But Nikola Boots – Nikola Vucevic, uh, Aaron Gorn, M. Fournier, and uh, Al Frucaminu out the door for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, the Bulls' two first-rounders, probs mid-first-rounders, uh, Nuggets first-rounder, probs late first, and two seconds. Uh, so, George, look like you look like you're stewing. You got a grade for me yet? I'm going to go, like, B, B-minus. I mean, the draft capital is all right. So as long as you hit on that, I think getting a raw prospect like RJ helps their grade a bit. And then Wendell Carter's still young. Maybe you can get something out of him. Otto Porter's nice, but I don't know if they have a need for him because I already have Terrence Ross. Maybe they buy him out. No idea. I don't think it was a completely bad haul for them. I think it's okay uh, for rebuilding. And I mean, if you get Fultz and Jonathan Eisen isaac back at full strength and they're producing with three firsts and two seconds in rj and you hit on some picks i think that'll that'll do it for them uh josh so i heard a b minus from you george right yep okay josh i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna say c just because okay. they got a bunch of that throw, they got a bunch of throwaway players and they didn't get any sub that's they got a lot of picks but they didn't get any like super substantial picks like they're really gonna have to swing and hit uh, the only player that really is worth mentioning in the next two to three years is RJ Hampton because uh, Wendell Carter Jr. probably flame out there, be like a role player at, he, at most. We hate Wendell Carter Jr. 
He's not going to be out of the league anytime soon. He could be a backup center for them. Yeah. That, that's the most he's going to be, though. And same with Gary Harris. And, I, I mean, I like their young core. I think I, I'm still confused why they drafted Cole Anthony when they had, when they had so much stock in Markel Fultz. So that's kind of – and then they got RJ Hampton, who's another point guard. So that's kind of an issue. But I think it's just – I think they could have gotten more, especially for Vucevic. Uh, I think that maybe they pulled the trigger a little too quick because they've been losing a lot. So I just give it a hard C. It's not terrible, like George said, but I don't think it's anything worth like gloating about. I think it's just a pretty average haul. Ever since the ever since the AD trade, it's been very tough being a seller as far as like yeah, your players. Absolutely. Like, we're, we'll talk about the James Harden trade when we get to the the Victor Oladipo <sighs> trade, but like it's like you traded Nikola Vucevic, two time All Star, and then Aaron Gordon, who also had some good trade stock for. Yeah, like you guys said, no real like long-term players like that you want to keep around developed besides maybe RJ Hampton. And then maybe, uh, yeah, three first-rounders in two seconds that maybe you could package into like a lottery pick. But like, I, it, it's very like very bland, especially just because of how good Nikola Vucevic really is. But it was also probably hard finding a team that wanted to buy Vucevic at the deadline. Like not, as, not, not a lot of teams like the Bulls wanted a center like that because uh, – Vucevic kind of he, he has a specific niche as far as yeah. the team he fits on I think the reason why I be minus like you know it wasn't that far from you guys the draft capital was really m- the most important thing three first is a lot and you know you could end up flipping that for a star who asks out in two years you know so it's not completely horrible but I do want to say one thing does this mean Mo Bamba's their starting center now I hope so I hope so <laughs> Because I know we all love Mobamba here. I think I covered every single Magic trade. I don't think there's. It's either it's either Mobamba Bamba or like Wendell man. Carter. I, I I think I, I think it's only if right. I see Wendell Carter start in an Orlando Magic jersey. There's no way Bamba so gets angry. less than 20 minutes now, though. There's no way. Well, I mean, I think if they play tomorrow, I don't think Wendell Carter would even make it out there in time. So we we so he hopefully to. will hopefully we'll get to see him he starting. He's gonna center. be so angry. Yes, play Mobamba. Texas 30 minutes. delight. Mo Bamba is going to eviscerate whoever he plays. He is. He is. I'm gonna look up who they so play. So undervalued. Well, while George looks up who they play, um, we'll talk about the team that probably the second busiest or most buzzworthy trade deadline. Talk about the Raptors here. Uh, let's start with what they did, and then we'll get into what they didn't do. Uh, so they treated Norm Powell, mighty Norm Powell, we the Norm, uh, to the Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Uh, thoughts on this, and do you guys think this was a necessary upgrade for the Blazers? Because he gives them a lot more offense, not a lot of defense. Uh, Josh? Um, I think they're full, full out shooting. They're going, you know what, the game is changing. We have a elite uh, score in Damon CJ. And uh, Rodney Hood's kind of been overshadowed because they're playing mellow at the – in the bench six man slot. So he's kind of got gotten a loss of minutes producing practically nothing. And Gary Trent's not hitting his shots to the point where he's becoming a Gary Harris, where he just plays good defense and can't hit a bucket. So I think they're full selling in. They see Norman Powell. I think he's third in uh, three point efficiency rating. So that's, it's a fun, it's a phenomenal move. They're really going like, you know what, we want to have somebody that can drop 40 on the court, all 48 minutes. And they really did that. They have two of those players. They have two, but you know, uh, Terry Stotts is incapable of uh, splitting their minutes, so they're just like, let's just throw Norman Powell in there. I, I, I don't know how it's going to work. It's a very high risk, high reward situation for them because Norman Powell could honestly be the X factor they need to make that like late push and like get some surprise wins. I think they could make like the conference finals now. George, <laughs> George, George, take 
calm Josh down. Calm Josh down. Do you have conference finals? Are you going to? No, I don't. I don't. They don't have. I said they could. They still don't have. Right on Josh's parade for me. They still don't. Norm Powell isn't a crazy wing defender. They he's not good actually. He's not a good defender. Roko's sweating (laughs) now. He sees Dame, CJ, Norm Powell, and Ennis Cantor. All those guys are behind him. And And Nurk. And Nurk. Nurk. And and he's going out and sees Kawhi and Paul George, and he's like, "Oh my god." Anyways, that's not the point. Uh. So Norm Powell's on an expiring and I just feel like the Raptors didn't want to pay him since, you know, Pascal and Freddie Van Vliet and then OG is going to be up for a new deal soon. So they, they want to have, they want to save some cap, uh, some cap room there Uh, for the return. Gary Trent, I actually like it for them. He's really young. And if Nick nurse can get something out of him defensively, I think that makes him a lot better because he's already great offensively, great shooter. And he, he he's great for your offense. And if Nick nurse, I mean, he's an incredible coach and a great defensive schemer. If he can get, something out of him defensively that'll help them a lot uh for portland basically i agreed with most of what josh said besides the conference finals take more of like an x-factor thing you hope that he just helps more i don't know how much more offense they need he's okay defensively but listen 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 let me explain (laughs) this to you if portland gets like the fifth seed right and they play like the Clippers in the first round. And they could, we've seen the Clippers disappoint. And then let's say the Jazz win in the first round. Rudy Gobert is getting thrown away. Like he's getting absolutely eviscerated in like okay. any. The reason the Clippers. But what? what? They need it. They, no, it's, he's not that bad. They Rudy need a great. Look, 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 look. I'm just saying Portland's capable of making the conference finals now. They're not, I don't think they're going to. They're not anywhere near close to the two favorite teams I have in the West. Okay. But now they have that X factor where if it works out very well for them, they can make the conference finals. See, okay, I get what you're trying to hint at, but the thing that separates Portland from last year's Denver I just shoved team, the Rudy Gobert slander. No, this isn't even about Rudy Gobert. I'm saying the difference between this year's Portland team and last year's Denver team that upset the Clippers, they had wing defenders. Jeremy Grant, Gary Harris, Will Barton, they all threw him at Kawhi and PG and shut him down. Who's doing that on Portland? They only have Rocco. That's it. Nobody else is going to stop Paul him. George kind of hurts himself sometimes. Eric so. Jones Jr., maybe? I don't know. It's not. Anyways. I, I'll, Mello, I'll get my Mello, thoughts out Mello, here. I'll get my Mello, thoughts out Mello's here. getting PG. I think the Blazers attacked they 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 upgraded something they're already good at but now they're they're looking at their defense they're going hmm because they don't have they're like the nets but they don't get timely stops and they also don't have the firepower so i just don't understand the move of of trading for norm power they don't need more offense they just got cj mccollum back yeah they wanted a a starter to play like norm powell then start carmelo anthony and it's it's also interesting because a I think Norm's going to command a pretty big bag this offseason. He's earned himself 20 minutes. I don't know if Portland's going to give that to him. And then I'm just like, well, why do you give up Gary Trent and Rodney Hood for nothing? And plus, I don't know if they have a spot for him in the starting lineup. I don't know if you guys have seen Norm's stats when he starts for the Raptors, when OG was out, and when he was off the bench. It was astronomical. Like, as a starter, he's way better. And if he comes off the bench and can't produce that, I I don't know. It's a big question mark. For the Raptors, I think – I mean, they, they essentially get a younger Norm Powell. They get Norm Powell two years ago. He's on a rookie deal in Gary Trent Jr. And they get to see what he can do. Because, I mean, like me and Josh always talk about, he, when he gets the green light, he's not shy. He'll put up 20, 20 shots a game. Yeah. He'll make six, but he'll put up 20. And you just got to see It's more like three at this point. you you, you got to see if you can get that efficiency right down. And then also Rodney Hood. Uh, he'll probably, you know, play the season out, uh, contributes to the Raptors. But I, I, the main piece is Gary Trent Jr. I think, uh, don't get me wrong, Norm Powell can play. Norm Powell 
will drop buckets for you. I just don't know the thought process behind the trailers going out after, after they're getting him uh, when they could have really used a wing defender. Uh, but uh, let's move on to what the, what the Raptors didn't do. Uh, trade to Kyle Lowry. So it was a whole ordeal. The Heat, Lakers, Sixers all seemed very into getting him, and then he stayed a Raptor. Uh, good move from the Raps here or, uh, or not. And then overall thought process kind of with what the Raps went through uh, the last pride since – since Larry walked out that game and get the deuces, uh, George. Yeah, it was it was really confusing because all day they traded Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis off for seconds. So we're all thinking, okay, like they cleared out roster spaces. Matt Thomas, yes, sir. Because <laughs> you know Lakers and Lakers and Sixers, and then even the Heat were offering multiple players for Lowry because of the salary making the salary work, and they cleared two spots, and we're like, okay, so they're gonna make a move here, and they just never did, and I. I don't know because he is a pending free agent. He walks. I mean, can they get us? Are they confident with a signing trade? I mean, if their point is we want him to retire after, then sure, you got it. You're going to resign him for two years, whatever he wants. And then he walks off into the sunset. But I just, he, he like we discussed, you and I, Lehman, on uh, our last podcast, he was going to come back and retire if that was one year or one day, you know, how they do in sports. And I just thought it would have been smarter to, you know, get a younger, get younger talent, draft capital, and kind of like a retooling. Cause I don't think they're going to completely tank. That's just not how the Raptors have been lately since they got Nick Nurse. So I'm just, I'm overall confused. Yeah. I thought they were going to, they're going to see I okay, cash in on Kyle. I, that, that's what I saw the movement going around on Twitter was it was cash in on Kyle. They didn't do that. So I mean, I'm kind of stuck here wondering what was going on, uh, Josh. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with George. This is kind of confusing. We were, and they've been confusing with Kyle Lowry for a long time. It's like, a, we're going to trade him. No, we're not. Yeah, we, yeah, we are. No, we're not. And they end up not doing it. We're tanking. We're making a playoff push. They don't really know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why they would trade Norman Powell, honestly. Like, honestly, like, he might be a good player, like, to start for them. Like, I thought that was going to be their one-two, him and Van Vliet, after they ship Lowry and use, like, the pieces they got to build around that big three, Lowry, or not Lowry, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, and Siakam, but I guess not. So I'm I'm confused about what the Raptors are doing. Masai is kind of dropping the ball a little bit. Uh, so we'll have to see. Maybe they have something in store, but I do know uh, – I know we're a fact, we're a fact podcast, but they did decline a lot of offers uh, that they had for Lowry. So, I mean, maybe they want to keep them for something bigger. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Well, so I'll go to those uh, reported offers. I don't know them for sure, uh, but I know the Lakers one was Schroeder and KCP for sure. And they wanted THT to make, to get the deal done. And then yeah. in the Miami deal, it was, uh, was, I know it was Duncan Robinson. I'm sure none was in there as well. Uh, just, uh, oh no, I think it was Duncan Robinson. And then, uh, Probably a very big contract, like um, like an Olenek uh, or so. Like, Olenek, yeah. yeah. Like, Olenek and, and a, I think a pick too. Well, to be honest, yeah. all we all and we they want a Tyler Hero. So when, when we saw that tweet from Shams, it was like it was only centered around Robinson, no mm-hmm. one else, and it was like it was Schroeder, KCP, and then for the Heat, it was just Robinson. So I, I have no idea what the Heat uh could have offered. Do you so do you guys like uh Masai Ujiri kind of just saying I'm not going to trade him just because you guys want him, like I want a fair value for it, or you can go get him in free agency because now it's, ball. he's kind of sitting there. He's like, okay, I won like 
the standoff, but like I still cost? have Kyle Lowry and no assets. So <laughs> I like, won, I, but at what cost? I don't know if he thought Pat Riley was gonna he was gonna beat Pat Riley in a staring contest, but he didn't. Pat Riley he turned had, right around and he made a different trade that we'll talk about in a second. So I mean, it, he I, <sighs> he had Rob Palinka and uh, Pat Riley on his phone line, two of the better, more experienced. Well, Rob isn't as experienced, but he's pulled off really good moves in the past. And I don't know. He just expected one of them to cave in. And he's like, I'm not dealing unless they cave to me. And yeah. I don't know if he's happy about that, but we'll see what they do in the future. Masai Ujiri and Pat Riley are two GMs that they don't make a trade unless they win it. And like, that, that, it's like me. It it's work. like me in fantasy football. I only make trades that I think I win in. Exactly. But you're, Pat, you're two and 10 every year. I got third this year. <laughs> Fun Pat, fact. Pat, Pat Riley's sitting there and he's like, man, we could get Kyle Lowry. What if Tyler Hero is a ten-time All Star? Like, well, he he just ah. thinks like that. So I mean, I, then Tyler Hero came out had a good game on Thursday. So I mean, they lost. Hey, <laughs> they had a good game. <laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah. But uh, staying on the Heat. Uh, enough Raptors talk. Uh, next biggest deal we got was Heat stealing Victor Oladipo from the Mavs for Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and a 2022 pick swap. I uh, kind of gave it away in the tone of my voice and the way I phrased it. Uh, but I'm big on the Heat here. Uh, I. They didn't need any of these players they gave up, and they got Victor Oladipo, who if he can go back to motivate Victor Oladipo and he wants to be in Miami because he's ready to go there next year in free agency, he could drop 20 for you. So, I mean, they get a little more, more offense here. Um, but, uh, Josh, I'll start with you. Thoughts on Victor Oladipo going to the Heat and what the uh, Rockets got in return? That, that, that defense is going to be – it's so good, man. Like Bam, Jimmy, and Oladipo are Heat like culture. There's a there's some crazy defense going on over there. I mean, I I've been a big Oladipo guy for as long as I can remember. Uh, I think uh, Houston made this deal just assuming that uh, like Depot was gonna be a rental for them, uh, and they were like, we have to get rid of him somehow, and they just took what they could get. They just they scrambled. The Rockets are just. The Rockets just the whole year have been just failing consistently. I, I got the Harden Hall on my phone when we're done talking. I don't, don't want to talk about so that. We'll talk it about the Harden Hall. It is uh, but staying on but the Heat here, staying, staying positive because the Heat did win yeah. this trade. So we'll talk. I'll talk about Oladipo because we'll get into Houston later. But um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, they get another person that can kind of like score with uh, without the ball. And they also get somebody that can score with the ball because uh, Duncan Robinson kind of struggles in that department and Hero's been struggling, Drogic's been struggling. So they've kind of struggled. I think Depot is a very uh, dynamic score. So this helps them a lot. It kind of maybe pushes them into that top four by the end of the year. We'll have to see. But yeah, very good move for Miami. George. Yeah, I, I loved it a lot too. I, I thought he was either going there or LA potentially. And I guess the biggest thing is he he's going to be like their third guy, like their third score, which is actually probably going to help him a lot, lighten his load, like offensively. Cause you know, he's going to be been, their second score. <laughs> I think they, I think Bam might be the second option before him, especially in like pick and rolls, but we don't have to debate that. I'm just saying he's going to take a lot less of a load than he did in Houston and Indiana. Oh, oh hey, 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 pause. Oh my God. <laughs> anyways. So it's going to help him out with his body. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, continue to break down. I want him to stay healthy defensively. Perfect fit that he culture that closing lineup. Is gonna be insane. I just, are we gonna I, see? Uh, are we seeing Point Jimmy here? Because they got they're gonna see Point them. Depot. Point. I, I like Point Jimmy a little more. I like Point Jimmy but, um, too. They're 
it would look like Bam obviously starts, Jimmy starts. They like starting Duncan Robinson for the spacing. Victor Ladipo is good enough to start. Um, and then what they put in Bielitsa there, who we'll get to in a little bit. Or um, none. It just depends. But that, on that. that would be Jimmy at the four. For the end of the game you're talking about? Just starting lineup. Uh, I mean, starting lineup. Much. Is it, no, is it starting lineup doesn't matter. I think it's more important what they do for the closing. because. Yep. Uh, but Bielitsa I know I Victor Ladipo doesn't seem like Tepe guy that wants to come off the bench. He won't. People he won't start. at all. He, he's starting. So who, who's the odd man out? None? Yeah, probably. He's probably. he's he's had inconsistencies throughout his career. But well, Spolstra hates him anyways. So. I mean, he it, in the finals, when he had to step up for Dragic, he was great. So, I mean, Maybe they bench Sheen because he's just been struggling. <laughs> but to see if he's a, one last a thing before spark. we move. Uh, I guess I'll segue you in the next one. I just – they didn't get a first. It was a swap. They didn't even get their own f- uh, uh, unprotected first, just a swap. I, so yeah, let me let, let's just end it here. Great okay. for the heat here. Great for the heat. It's an A. It's an that, A. That Josh, was, what do you give? That was a that was a no brainer yeah, for them. Okay. <laughs> All right. The hardest head down. Oh, right here from at ESPN Stats Info. Very underground account. Uh, all verified. Uh, all right. So the Rockets return from the James Harden trade. Four first round picks. Five first round pick swaps. Twenty games of Victor Oladipo, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Dante Exum. And some guy they traded with PJ Tucker. Roydon's Kuruks, I think his name is. Thank, thank God we got you here. Um, the European for, guy. Oh, who they traded with PJ Tucker just to make salaries work. Um, but even if you want to include those guys, they got riveting names like uh, DJ Wilson and DJ Augustine. A lot of DJs going around here. So um, I, I don't know where you, where to go with this. I mean, I. If you're not watching on if, – if you're on Spotify, the look of disgust in Josh and I's face is unmatched right now. It's just – you see what the Thunder get for Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They essentially turned Paul George Russell Westbrook into 34 picks. And and they got a young superstar in the making yeah. in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I refuse to believe that they went up to the Sixers <laughs> and said, Ben Simmons straight up for James Harden Sixers said no. I refuse to believe it. What makes me – like, yeah – you, well, I just want to say the main the main part about getting about trading a superstar is you get picks, but also you need to get players that have a high ceiling already because you don't you could still mess up those picks and these picks aren't exactly. going to be high. They're getting the, they're getting the Nets picks who are not falling off anytime soon. I'm sorry. So I mean, like you like 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 I said, the AD trade is looking so much better now because you got Brandon Ingram there and Lonzo and Josh Hart, three guys exactly. who are, would be the best player given back. In this hardened trade. Oh my god! So it's just tough, but I mean, they need to they need to ban the GM or the owner for Tito. I just want you guys' thoughts on the Harden Hall because it looks like everything. Because they could have had Karis Levert and Jared Allen even if they want to go this route. They, Their owner's they a cheapskate. He doesn't want to so. pay anybody. He doesn't want to pay anybody. And I texted Josh this earlier, and I broke his brain. I said. They only got four picks of their own. The swaps are going to be worthless because they're not going to swap with Brooklyn. Exactly. Brooklyn's going to have. 27 they're going to pick 26 27 and, and, and they don't even have their own picks for the most part so for the, they're in the thunder oh my god they're in the chris paul deal they don't have it this year do they it, it's in it's in oklahoma isn't it no no they have this year's pick not next they year. have this year's yeah thank god i just it's they have it's next com- year's they, they don't have their own next year but they have the wizard josh hasn't moved it's just complete basketball malpractice i mean they're going to be set back thank thank god they had some competence in signing Christian Wood. If they didn't have him, they they would be at the bottom of the West for for years. Where are they now? Where are they now? I, I know, but they, but they also got screwed over by missing him twenty games. But I'm just saying, 
they and then Kevin Porter Jr. That was another bright spot for them. I know that wasn't in the Harden Hall. Mm. They have something, but I mean this this has just been like you couldn't even do this in two K. This is like this is the worst. This is gonna be, go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. We thought the biggest fumbling of the bag of a we we wing. thought the first Harden trade was bad when Presti sent him to Houston. No, that one don't that one does not look even as close to as at least bad. they got Kevin Martin. <laughs> I but I, I maybe think, the picks will save it. Who knows? But it's just hard banging. I don't even know who their GM is. I've never seen them pick. I, I don't have faith in them picking. I don't either. Josh, Josh you want to you want to add in? here? So I didn't have a direction to go in with this. I just wanted to let everyone know how bad the hard deal looks because they finally completed it. Because I was very upset. I was like, why didn't they keep Levert? I'm big on Levert. Luckily, once my Pacers hit it's a game winner the other night. Too. So it's... there it is. But Josh, bring us home here as far as the hard deal. Only three years ago, they were one injury away from winning it all. 27 <laughs> One injury away. That's a good I, way to stop it. That's a good way to start the stop. The, uh, Chris Paul's handy, man. You I did us a disservice. It. I guarantee Chris Paul. Chris Paul had 10,000 assists. I guarantee he'd trade 5K of them for a healthy hammy in 2018. Guarantee it. He would trade all of them. I don't think he gives a fuck about assists. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Right. My anger that, that's is. Our, that's our cue to move on. So. <laughs> Um, a few more important moves. I will start here. Uh, Clippers trading Lou Will and uh, two seconds for Rajon Rondo. Um, for nothing be hypocr- until April, actually. That's what they traded him. That's what they traded yeah. Lou Will for. So nothing I'll start until here. April. I'd be a hypocrite if I was like, oh, you know, I don't like this move for the Clippers. Because one, I, I was scared of it in the offseason of them getting Rondo. And I was like, oh, thank gosh, you went to the Hawks as a Laker fan. And then two, I would, I've been harping, please get a point guard, please get a point guard. But this is a little interesting. I'll let you guys get your thoughts first. And if you guys don't mention it before me, um, I will, I'll say it then. But uh, Josh, uh, what do you think of this trade? This is dumb. <laughs> like, like I, I mean, like, yeah, they got a point guard, but they lost the score. Uh, I mean, and, and Reggie Jackson's been decent for them. I know he's not going to be their playmaker. But, like, I mean, I think they're going to hope Reggie Jackson can do what Lou Will was doing. Um, Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta just gave, like, there's got to be some, like, secret Kim Possible thing going on because Atlanta just gave them, if he if he's anything like he has been, I'm a big playoff Rondo guy. Oh, man, the Clippers are, are going to be really good come April. I'm, I'm, I am scared. <laughs> I am scared. I don't know what Atlanta's doing. They just got uh, 37-year-old Trey Young without the limitless range. Well, I'll say they weren't getting anything from Rondo. They weren't. And he was yeah. not. He, no. he, he wasn't but trying. He was there for the might money. Retire. I don't care. They got two seconds. They gave Rondo what the is, contract And they got wanted. cash. That's the they best part cash. of this. They got, they got cash. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, they got two seconds for Rondo who wasn't even trying. And it's a win-win for both teams because the Clippers get a Rondo who will probably try. I'll get into that in a second. But I mean, it, it seems like it. that's probably the most even trade we had because Rondo wasn't doing anything yeah. for the Hawks and they get yeah. two seconds for him. Mm-hmm. I feel like they used a little bit of leverage on the Clippers because like they shouldn't have been able to get two seconds for Rondo. Maybe uh, maybe one second, but Rondo wasn't doing anything for the Hawks. So a uh, good trade for the Hawks, good to get for the Clippers, George, Rondo. Uh, yeah, you, you guys basically said it. They've needed a point guard, you know, late games to attack the rim. Rondo can do that. His IQ is great. Leadership's great in the locker room. He's a incredible scout too like he knows other teams plays he will help him down the stretch him and Ty Lue 
are going to be good it's together. Abuse LeBron James. And I mean, yeah, Josh, like you lose a score, but I mean, Mickey look, Mouse look, ring. Look at look at Lou Will. Look at Lou Will in the bubble last season, and just overall, like in the playoffs, he hasn't been as good. And you get playoff Rondo. I, he's gonna. He's probably gonna suck until you know mid-April, late-April when the playoffs start. But for Atlanta, now that was a fine return. They weren't getting anything out of him two seconds is fine and they got cash luo went back home maybe he can ride off into magic city one more time for some lemon pepper wings but no it's fair it's good for both teams you know clippers wanted him in the offseason they got him for two picks so, so i'll start here i give it an a minus for the clippers fair. Uh, probably a b plus for the hawks but i'm gonna get a little cynical um rondo only really like he plays hard when he thinks there's a chance of winning and if not he quits um he's only been like very very good for that oh wait for the celtics and then he quit on them and the lakers who had a very very good structure with lebron and ad are you guys nervous that like look like he's not the guy that when the going gets tough he perseveres he's when the going gets tough someone else picks him up and he plays really well so you guys nervous that like he might because clippers aren't exactly a very high functioning chemistry team and tyloo's not exactly the most vocal leader so I like it on the court, but are you scared he might quit? Maybe, George? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say quit, but I mean, a lot of the things that I've heard, what Rondo said last season, first off, he played before with AD and they had great chemistry there. He's always marveled about LeBron and said, if I ever played with him, we'd win a ring. And, you know, how is he going to work with Kawhi and PG? I mean, his strengths played great off of LeBron and AD. I don't know how that translates necessarily to Clippers, but his need is there. So I feel like they can kind of figure it out. The quitting thing, I don't know. I feel like it's just interesting because I thought, you know, once he won, he got his bag. He went to Atlanta where he wanted to go. That was about it for Rajon Rondo's career. Now he's back with a – He didn't – he could have chosen L.A. He could have he went and there. He didn't. And but he wanted – he got his ring, and he went to go get a bag in Atlanta, you know, and that, that I thought that was it. I thought we'd see, you know, two more years, and he retires. Now he's back with the Clippers with a potential chance to win. I don't know how he, I don't know how motivated he is. Like you said, I don't think he necessarily quits. It, it would be baffling to kind of see that, but I, I'm just hesitant on this right now. But I think it had to be done. Josh, big playoff Rondo guy, you are. Um, is there any weight to what I said? Because he's quit on multiple teams, most notably the Mavericks, um, <laughs> and he kind of quit on the Pelicans there too, uh, a little bit. So what do you kind of, th- I, I, like I said, I get the, I get the grade in a high number. I think he's a very good floor general for the Clippers. He's exactly what I wanted, but there's a chance that, Hey, maybe him and Paul George get into it. Maybe him, Marcus Morris get into it. Uh, and I don't think it'd be healthy, he- healthy beef as far as like, you know, building chemistry. I think it might kind of derail them. So what do you think? I think it just depends on the coaching because on paper, they look so, so, so good. intimidating. Yeah. It is bad. It is, it is very scary for any team, in all honesty. But, no, it has to do with the coaching because Rondo and Carlisle didn't have a good relationship. Rondo and I believe it was Monty Williams didn't have a good relationship. And that's that's really where it settles because Rondo will, Rondo will go out there and, you know, do his thing. But, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't like who, what he's uh, – if he is being told – what to do and he doesn't like it he's not going to do it and a, m- a lot of the more mature coaches i would say will put him on the bench and he'll give up i think teron lose a little bit more of a beta coach mm-hmm. uh so we'll have to see how that goes but i think on paper uh this kind of lowers the load a lot for like Kawhi and paul george who have been having to play make for them and 
neither of them are the greatest at it. I know I was the Paul George at point guy, <laughs> but I mean, I it, it's like he can't multitask in that in that term. So, uh, man, this is if it works, it would be tough. If there it works, weight, yeah. If there there is weight to what you said, but I think it's not really on the. I'm not worried about the player chemistry relationship. I'm just more worried about how Rondo and Teron Lou get along. That's my okay. big yeah. issue. That's fair. It's it's weird to think just because like you said Tyler's a beta kind of coach and like I feel like if Rondo thinks he's smarter than you, he won't listen to you. But yeah. also like Luke Walton, like I think it's like I remember this. We signed him Luke Walton second practice. He like told Rondo to shut up or something, and so he was like asserting his dominance. Then Rondo quit on him too. So it's kind of hard to you know piece together where Rondo is. But hey, maybe he wants to go back to back in LA. Um, it just depends on how motivated he really is. And like you said, I think it's all in the coaching uh, to set that kind of standard. I think if he wins a ring here, he is a Hall of Famer. Depending on how big of a role he plays, yeah. Maybe they could put playoff Rondo in the Hall of Fame. That'd be fun. <laughs> like they, they acknowledge it, playoff Rondo. That's, that's a good that's a good uh, question, Josh. We'll see. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, J.J. Redick was traded to the Mavs along with Nico Melli. And return the Pelicans got James Johnson, Wesa Wundu, and a second rounder. Uh, we're kind of going down into the, uh, the more minor moves. I think that Rondo was the last, like, big picture move. Uh, so yeah. just quick thoughts on uh, this one. J.J. Redick to the Mavs. Uh, another body, another shooter, another guy that can contribute with the Mavs core. That's kind of been something I've been echoing that we need more from them. And they get a little bit more depth because I know sometimes they were running like eight guys out there. It's a little bit more help for Luca. So I like it. Nothing crazy. Solid trade. Joshua. Um, they didn't improve on defense at all. They are trying That's to never go been Dallas the, trying mantra. to go with the same. What about they're trying, Nico Melli? They're, <laughs> they're trying to go with the same. Murder on uh, my mind. The sign, what's it called the same uh, resume they had last year, most efficient offense. They're just trying to pick up what Seth Curry left. Uh, it's good. Good extra point. Body. Good point about Seth Curry. I didn't I like connect that. those dots. I like that. Uh, yeah, extra body. But again, I think they struggle too much on defense, and I don't Is think Luca going to have the most spacing of like any player of all time. Every big they have now besides Boban's a stretch big. And Nico Boban can hit. Boban, Boban can, can hit, hit now too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. He's got Redick, who's historic. Yeah, but he still gets double team, and nobody can hit a shot. Shout JJ Redick will help Smith. that. JJ Redick will help with that. He he started a podcast and stopped making the, threes. The biggest thing about this podcast segue, we get the Mavericks get the podcast. So we're gonna see Luca. We're gonna see Boban on the JJ, the old man in the three. Shout out. Oh, the we're yeah. gonna see Boban there. We're gonna we're gonna see Chris Stapps in there. He's going to talk about those allegations in New York and how he got that cleared up. So, I mean, it's, I think it'll be fun. But, um, yeah, very minor move there. Uh, more minor moves. Uh, I alluded to Denver replacing Jeremy Grant. We all did uh, with Aaron Gordon. They replaced Mason Plumley here, in my opinion. Uh, they get JaVale McGee from the Cavs for Isaiah Hartenstein and uh, two second-rounders. Uh, nothing here on the Cavs side, really. They got two second-rounders for JaVale McGee. Pretty solid. Uh, Nugget side, uh, Josh, quick thoughts. Uh, Nuggets fleeced Cleveland. McGee's gonna get give him a very good twelve minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he does. He better have brought his inhaler, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Anything not much. There? <laughs> there's really not much for me to add. I yeah, mean, I mean, he, it, it's Jill McGee. He'll he's, be solid. He's back, he's back in Denver, so maybe we'll yeah. get more Shackton moments because that's where it started up a lot. And Washington, nope, but yeah. that was Washington. Whatever. Um, that's about we had, it. We had our only three way of the day. Um, it pause. involves the no pause. It's real. Sixers, ah. Knicks, and Thunder. Um, so I'm going to read it out to you guys. Uh, the main parameters were there's obviously more. Uh, 
stuff centered around this, but there's a lot of hard to pronounce names here, and I have the reading level of fifth grader. So we're going to Sixers add George Hill, uh, Knicks add Terrence Ferguson, and a uh, protected 2024 second-round pick for Miami. The Thunder add, uh, add Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, and uh, two second-rounders from the Sixers. Uh, so just uh, just from there, uh, what do you guys – what sticks out? Knicks also send Iggy Brasdakis to Ignaz, Ignaz. You know what, fine, we'll read all of them. The, the Knicks blue. also add – Vincent Poirier and Emir Predigic. <laughs> I have no idea who that last guy is. I thought you were going to say Emir Coffee. I'm like, wait a minute, he's on the Clippers. Um, George, would you like to take this one? Um, yeah, just my only point about this trade that I'm going to make is George Hill to the Sixers. Uh, they, they struck out on the Kyle Lowry signing, but they wanted a guy like that. And uh, Hill is a veteran point guard that can you know create, and he's a very – Good three-point shooter. I believe he shot, what, like 40% when he was with Cleveland when they went to the finals? Um, He shot good for Cleveland. I think the 40% mark is from the Bucs uh, last year. I, well, well, yeah, he but he led the, he almost led the league. So it'll it'll help with their shooting, you know, especially because mm. – well, I can't say Danny Green is inconsistent because he hung 30 on us tonight. Well, he's but, inconsistent, but he's still a nice shooter. He's just inconsistent. Yeah. So so it, it helps them more with their offense. That's about it. Everything else – everyone everything else is kind of minuscule. I like Terrence Ferguson from the Knicks. Good little pickup there. Uh, I think Austin Rivers is going to be on the buyout market um, for I sure. Real. Because he can – Terrence. I mean, uh, Austin Rivers can play. He's a very he good 3 and D player. He's so solid, I, yeah. I think uh, he won't waste away in, in the, on the Thunder. I think they'll buy him out and he'll go to a contender. Uh, Josh, yeah. any uh, thoughts from the three-way? Um, this was a very decent consolation prize for not getting Kyle Lowry for the Sixers. Yeah, they kind of that, – that's what, that's what I'm – the like, Raptors dropped the ball. I don't, I think Philly was yeah. really willing to offer anything, honestly. Well, uh, I don't know if it's Elton Brand still, but I mean, they they were. Besides, you're in the in the in the Sixers. Uh, Darren um, Morey with the Sixers. Oh, it is Darren Morey. Thank you. Sorry, it was Darren Morey and Masai Ujiri just kind of sitting there, and Darren Morey's like, "All right, I'll go get that guy." And he's, <laughs> George Hill is not that different from Kyle Lowry now. Kyle Lowry's a lot better, but like for what, like you can't ask for that much for Kyle Lowry. He doesn't have the when big George Hill's ego. sitting there. And like the, like the met, like what's it called? The reputation Lowry has, which might help Philly because they yeah. want to make it the Simmons and Beach show. And they yeah. got Tobias Harris that's trying to prove himself. So George Hill doesn't have the, the big, you know what, that Kyle Lowry has, but hey, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that was, that was three way. Uh, then very, now we're getting minor, very minor. Someone called Chris Hansen. We're getting minor. Uh, DeLon writes to the Kings for Corey Joseph and two second rounders. I liked it. I'm a I'm a big DeLon Wright guy. Uh, kind of kind of a low ball offer. I thought he could have got more, but that's about it. Yeah, uh, two seconds. Was Corey, Joseph. Corey Joseph plays hard. Doesn't play good, but he plays hard. Um, so <laughs> he'll he'll run away on the Pistons, I guess. Uh, DeLon Wright. <laughs> DeLon Wright, nice. Uh, I like DeLon, DeLon Wright. Uh, like I, I said, just, like you said, probably a low ball. It makes no sense in Sacramento because Halliburton's coming off the bench. So where are they going to fit in DeLon Wright? <laughs> oh, Halliburton's going to start. What's Swiper gonna do? Start <laughs> starting to what about buddy, buddy Josh. Fields? You're forgetting Buddy, buddy, and Harrison Barnes. They'll move him over. No, they, they got rid of Nemanja. They got Josh, they got rid of Bealitza. Ten seconds. He's they got rid of Bealitza. Five. He's playing oh. the four. Rashawn Holmes playing the five. Whatever. They're benching Bagley. <laughs> no, I'm I can see them benching Bagley. And Delon Wright can't play the four. But yeah, I like Delon Wright can play the two though. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank God someone's caught DeLon up on the DeLon Wright tape. Now you see him playing with one through five, I guess. Um, and then, then it gets to that 
So we got the Heat uh, sent Chris Silva and Mo Harkless to the Kings for Nemanja Bielitsa. Um, George loves this move. Love it. George loves it. <laughs> they can slide him in at the four. You know, not exactly. And he won't play defense. <laughs> he's just like Kelly Olynyk. He just he's just he's side. just six nine Kelly Olynyk. He doesn't do anything body. for them. Slide into the four. What do you mean another body? They got rid of Kelly Olynyk. He's replacing the so we can talk over him when we don't like what he's saying. <laughs> Wait, can you not hear me? Oh no, not, we can hear you, but I mean, it was it was a little faint. Um, so yeah, nothing nothing really there. Uh, Wizards sent Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner to the Bulls for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. Um, and then the Bulls turned right around and swapped Mo Wagner for Daniel Tice. So um, oh, thank goodness Daniel Tice is gone. Anything, anything there? Uh, I, I think they traded Tice. I'm so glad they did. Mo, Mo, Mo Wagner's their big man for right now. That's I guess. so bad. And Josh is like, they don't need Aaron Gordon. They don't need a big. And then they bring in Mo Wagner, who's probably the worst one of the bigs they could have had. Mo Wagner and Aaron Gordon probably can touch the same part of the rim, but Mo Wagner is seven one. I guarantee, <laughs> I I guarantee Aaron Gordon can get higher. <laughs> probably don't probably, <laughs> probably. But I mean, I don't. Well, you, I, you, they you got size. They are, got size, guys, ladies are, and gentlemen. Are you committing to Celtics? Tristan Thompson at the center? Or are you begging that you get an Andre Drummond? Uh, they're. I guess I don't know what they're doing with Tristan Thompson. To be honest, I don't. I either. see Hassan Whiteside in a Celtics jersey. If they buy him out, I'm gonna flip. Oh no, my still, goodness! I still think Drummond's pulling up in the the Celtic green. We'll have to see though. Bring him home. All right. So now that we covered all that, uh, I got a little outro for you guys here. A little fill in the blank. Um, the winner of the trade deadline was. I'll start with George. I'm gonna go with the Nuggets here. I really, really love that move. Which one, Aaron Gordon or Jabelle Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Yeah, let me let me say all that for Jabelle McGee. No, Aaron Gordon. It shows up. It shows up their biggest flaw that they've had this season. Joshua, Miami, Miami, and Miami. is that because of what's to come or just the Victor Oladipo move? And Nemanja. Uh, what what's to, what's to come? Nobody cares about the Nemanja move, but George. Yeah, no, gonna. Bielitz is going to drop like 40 in his first game, but no, I think I'm going to go sick him out of the podcast. I think, I, think that happens. I honestly like, uh, they, they traded Kelly Olinick, the only guy giving him rotational minutes and they got Bielitsa and they got Oladipo. They got Oladipo for free because they replaced the only guy they mm-hmm. traded for rotation. Yeah. So very good for Miami. Yeah. All right. Uh, the loser, Josh, you take honors here. I'm going to say – I'm going to go with the, the big bucks. I'm going to say Orlando. I think they panicked a little bit. So a, a C is the worst grade you would give out this offseason. I mean, this trade deadline. Because you give the Magic a C. I, yeah, I would probably. So a lot of winners here. Orlando Magic got straw straw. Okay, George. I think everyone knew this was coming. The Boston Celtics. Oh, no, they're not the losers. They got a 20-point score for two second-round picks. No Are you just mad man. at their potential? No, big Mo man. Wagner. Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. Come get Mo this Wagner work, or Aaron Gordon and Vucevic. Anyways, it's partly because of my hate. How would they get both? Go ahead and tell me how would they get Aaron Gordon. I said or. I said or. I said or. And I, I hate it because you're a Laker fan, but it has nothing to do with you hating the Celtics. You just hate Danny Ainge because I told you to two months ago. <laughs> it clicked in my also, brain George, and I ran from George, it. I'm going to keep it a dollar with you. I wouldn't trade Marcus Smart for Aaron Gordon. Neither. I mean, I probably wouldn't either, but... How so would the Celtics... What, how so the what Celtics would they give up for a Aaron loser Gordon? How would they do if it? they two avoided making a bad trade? Huh? 
They, the it, Celtics avoided making the trade you didn't want them to make, and they're still a loser free. So how do they win? They didn't win. How, how do they, they win if they oh. they get a twenty point per game score for two two seconds and they don't make the trade you? I would have rather them got Javale McGee for two seconds, honestly. He just, just, he, he just so, hates so the Celtics. So Celtics I, and Danny Ainge. Yeah, I'm Front I'm runner. done trying to rationalize because I thought I was Danny Ainge <laughs> hater here, but he's taking it to a whole nother level. But um, all right, the player who will fit the best with their new team will mm. be blank. You think in there, George? Do you have an answer? You're I got it. I okay. I, li- I like D- I like Depot fitting in the best. Uh, he'll be, yeah. Uh, I I kind of explained it earlier. Just him not having to be the the first option is going to help him a lot. And defensively, especially in a uh, system like Spolstra, who already maximizes the talent of guys like Robinson and Hero, I think he'll thrive. Uh, you worried about him taking minutes away from Hero and kind of that same? He kind of no, because he kind of has the same skill set as Sully Hero as far as a. No, uh, because on, on I actually felt like Tyler Hero was kind of having not like too large of a role, but I feel like a lot was being asked of him. True. And I just feel like if you if you have Tyler Hero just playing simple ball, catch and shoot, running around, doing what he's best at, it'll help him. Josh, uh player who fit best with the new team will be blank. Um, I kind of have a tie, but because oh, thank uh, one of the players is kind of a, a iffy i'm gonna say aaron gordon i think that's the more my more confident one i was thinking rondo but mm. i think aaron gordon's probably like a more definite fit i think rondo's kind of like a high like a high ceiling type situation aaron gordon fits very well he's he is the heir apprentice to paul Millsap's role right now <laughs> i feel like i gotta go rondo just because i've been screaming from the mountaintops please get a point guard clippers and they did so i even with all that stuff i said like i said it's still a minus great in my opinion and uh yeah they need a point guard they got one so playoff rondo Incoming, watch out, West teams. Uh, all right, Andre Drummond will sign with the blank. Who's up, Josh? You're up. Oh, you are. Yeah, I know you're green. Yeah, I Celtic green. green. I got to. I have to. George, I'm gonna throw a dark horse out there. Oh, I think he might. I think he might go to the Knicks. Honestly, he's been linked there. They can give him a bag. No, Mitchell listen. Robinson just got back. What? what? He bag? just bought. He just bodied the Wizards it, like it himself. Said, it literally said. Chris I think Haynes he had reported, five blocks. Chris Haynes five blocks that, in game Chris, one. Chris Haynes reported that it, Lakers and Knicks were two of his top targets. First I'm not even for anything. I'm not even. Chris Haynes reported it. I could see him going there. It's not as crazy as you think. I mean, they what do bag, hate Mitchell though? Robinson. They do hate Mitchell Robinson, but he they love Taj Gibson. So <laughs> I think they can offer him like also a Drummond, Drummond, and Julius Randle front court. Yuck. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said dark horse. I said dark horse, so I, I don't yeah. think I... not three legged horse. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it more Come fun, on, man. Makes it more fun. I, uh, I mean, Lehman wants. Him I don't that. think it's the next. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's either New York team. I don't think it's the Nets either. Um, honestly, don't know where this guy's gonna go. Maybe I mean it's looking Lakers. Um, he also. Uh, shoot, hold on, let me pull up what teams Come on, just, with. Just, rub, just rub the Irish screen. Look just at the <laughs> end of the rainbow. The it, pot of gold it might be. There. So Drummond is meeting with the Knicks, the Clippers, the Celtics, and the Hornets. Oh, and the and Lakers, Lakers also. I was like, who if that, that Um, maybe. Uh, maybe the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't like that front court. They're but... agreeing with me. All right. Um, last they, one here. Not me. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge will sign with the blank. George, the Heat. All right, Josh. Say it. Say it. Bring him home. He's gonna say Portland. Bring him home. Bring him home. He's gonna say Portland. 
Like, well, oh. no, he's not meeting with them, so I can't. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to say the Nets. Ooh, the Nets. I'm going to say the Nets. So Man, all- he's, he sees they're, – they're bringing back every single player that was struggling. Every 2015 so- All-Star. Is this like the redemption team? <laughs> Every 2015 All-Star. Yeah, yeah, they got Blake Griffin, who's diving for balls and dunking. They got DeAndre Jordan, who's getting timely stops. Aldridge is going to drop 25 and 13 in his first game. Marcus Aldridge is the mid-range machine again. I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, why not? I'm going to throw Brooklyn in there. So Aldridge is meeting with the Lakers, the Heat, the Clippers, and the Nets. Um, This is interesting. I liked him in Phoenix. He's not meeting with them. liked him in Portland. He's not meeting with them. Going to have to agree with George here. a, a much more healthy agreement than the Drummond one, because I just don't know where Drummond's going. Uh, I fully believe Aldridge will be on the Heat. Um, I like him there. I think he fits there. Um, also, he'll slide into that. Uh, anything's going to be an upgrade over Nemanja Bielitsa. So, I love the guy. He could shoot the three, but uh, Aldridge will give them a much more steady veteran hand. And, and defense. Uh, <laughs> not, not in the pick and roll. He is a big more dude, than, though. More than Bielitsa. You <laughs> You haven't watched a B-list game in two years. Stop acting like you know what you're talking about. He could be all, all defense, but no one watches him. No one knows yet. What do you mean he can be all defense? <laughs> you haven't watched him play. You're just talking outside your mouth. I'm That's watching the next Miami game. game and right, I'm going yeah. watch, I'm watch yeah. him struggle. He's, he, nah, nah. He also got a handle last season, too. You don't want to know about that. Oh, he's a, he's a point forward. We know. <laughs> um, Didn't warn you guys here. I was going to just cut George off. Uh, do you guys have a look ahead? Or what, what player... What team are you most excited to see post trade deadline? We'll go with that one. I'm going to think a little bit about this. You got one, oh, John? actually, I, I know. I know mine. Oh, he thought about it. George. <laughs> Chicago. Shy Town. Okay. Josh. Battle of the Point Guards, uh, uh, Saturday, 27th, NBA TV, 7 p.m. Sixers with George Hill will play Rajon Rondo. Oh, oh he, oh, he did a game. I just did team. Oh, he, okay. Well, hey, we, hey, some of us are overachievers. Some of us do the bare minimum, George, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's how we're ending so, this. Um, yeah. Well, you want to end it? Fine, we'll end it. Thanks for watching tonight's episode, guys. Uh, a lot of fun. A <laughs> lot, a lot of fun recapping this trade deadline show. Um, thanks for watching or listening. And if you like, make, make sure to follow us at TH Hoopers on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you'll always get, always get a response because George never caught lacking without his phone. Of Again, course. Frankie the Ace getting Frankie the Slide in the DMs of George Martin, even getting a response. Hooey! But, um, yeah, hey, thanks. yo, <laughs> uh, everyone, thanks for watching and uh, thanks for being an OG. Take care, guys. Yay!